Good morning, Christian America. Welcome to another Wednesday. Wednesdays mean another step down the New Testament, another step, uh, another crumb of knowledge passed on from Christ to us. Um, actually, t- today there'll be more than one crumb. There's a couple of uh, of good pieces of advice, uh, good examples that Christ set, uh, good stories that he uh, lays out for us on how to conduct ourselves when faced with uh, adversity, uh, with, when faced with the enemy. It's very crucial, especially uh, right now. At this point in our lives, at this point in our uh, the, the the lifespan of our country, uh, and the trials and tribulations that Christian Americans are going through right now, uh, we're gonna listen. We're gonna read through Jesus's teaching on retaliation. Right? What do we do to those? Uh, what are we called to do to those or for those people who? Uh, act against us that betray us Um, and then we're going to move into uh, what do we do with our enemies people that don't like us for whatever reason religiously uh, politically um, socially for whatever reason right what 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 do we do to those people What, what do we do for those people how do we how do we continue to live our life the way christ wants us to when we know that there are people that are uh that are antagonistic towards us that are that threaten us and threaten our families and threaten our lives and threaten our our faith and, and our society what do we do what are we called to do what is what does christ tell us to do uh individually we're gonna we're gonna uh explore uh well, first, we're going to read exactly what Christ says, and then we're going to explore uh, the meanings to that, and how we can apply it in 2019, how we can apply it to our lives today. Okay, so uh, buckle your seatbelts in. Uh, this one's not going to be easy for anyone. Uh, Christ's message is very rarely uh, an easy message, um, but we think it's vitally important today to to understand uh understand what christ says and and how he acts and the example that he put forth and and why it's so crucial that we uh try to to live up to his expectations so let's get to it So good morning, Christian America. Welcome to another uh, to another week, another step down uh, through the New Testament. We're going to talk today specifically about the the old message, the old the message of the Old Testament uh, that said eye for an eye um, and tooth for a tooth, right? Where where many people have uh, have used that phrase as a way to justify. Uh, their own evil intentions, their own uh, uh, will to be imposed on others uh, due to the the historical wrongs that they have received. And we're going to discuss what what Jesus talks about specifically today in Matthew 38, or excuse me, Matthew 5, verse 38 and onward, and how he, Jesus says that we should interact with those that uh, have wronged us and, and that consider themselves enemies of ours. Okay, and before but before we do that, we want to always 
remind you guys that if you want to be a part of the Christian American community, if you want to be a part of the Christian American uh, movement, and you want you can contribute, uh, we, we don't ask for donations. There's no donation site that you could go to. There's no donation link. We don't have any buttons that uh, allow or provide anyone with the ability to donate to the Christian American community. But what we do offer is we do uh, offer a website at christianamericantees.com that if you want to participate in the community, you can go to christianamericantees.com and pick yourself up pick yourself up some Christian American apparel. If uh, you're able to see me right now uh, on one of the videos or one of the video platforms, you'll see that I'm a, a long sleeve uh, American apparel style Christian American tee um, that fits great. It's uh, snug. It's comfy yet cool. Uh, the seasons are starting to change. The weather is starting to warm, but it can occasionally be kind of chilly. And this long sleeve tee fits perfect and it uh, it suits me well, especially for this type of transitional weather. So whatever the weather uh, may be in your area, we have a tee, a tank, a long sleeve, or a hoodie to uh, to accommodate you, right? So go to ChristianAmericanTees.com and pick yourself up something good. And if, if you can't, for whatever reason, you can also contribute to the Christian American community by continuing to engage on our platforms, continuing to gauge us in question and comment and, and post and um, contribute to the conversation, the overall Christian American conversation on any one of the platforms, whether it be Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, whether it be uh, so you could subscribe to our YouTube channel or you can follow us on any one of the major podcasts. Um, that we uh, that we currently currently reside on. I mean, we are on. Um, we are on, I believe, eight separate networks uh, or a, a, eight separate platforms. We are on Anchor. We are on Apple Podcasts. We are on Google Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We are on uh, Breaker. We're on Overcast. We're in Pocket Ca- Pocket Casts. And we are on Radio Public. So that's about eight different platforms. There's no excuse for you not to be listening to the Good Morning Christian American podcast. Uh, If you're not, you need to. And if you know someone who's not, if you're listening to this now and you know someone uh, who is not listening to the Good Morning Christian American podcast, uh, correct that situation. Lead them towards, uh, uh, towards... you know the Christian American community, the Christian, the Good Morning Christian American podcast, um, as where we try to provide you guys with some inspiration, some news, uh, some education in the biblical uh, sense, uh, and a, a good healthy dialogue of how we as a community, how you as an individual, and how we can as a family, as a family unit, progress ourselves, uh, lift ourselves um, to engage with other Christian Americans to engage in the organizational uh, apparatuses that our uh, society exists on and engage with one another to promote our values, re-promote our values. Because we believe that there's uh, something that's been lost in uh, the secular secularization of our society and our country that the the ideas of family, the ideas of uh, Christian American community, the idea of uh, respect for all life, the ideas of respecting uh, traditional marriage and, and raising the children, raising our children in a manner in which Christ calls us to, um, 
all of these things, the, the idea of religious liberty and the ability to worship, to worship God anywhere and everywhere, uh, as long as you're not breaking a law or hindering or hurting someone, um, that is uh, uh, totally uh, approved of in the uh, Constitution of the United States. So there's two foundational principles that Christian Americans uh, build our lives on. And, and those two principles or those two pieces of literature are the Holy Bible, God's Word, and the uh, Constitution of the United States. That's how we govern. That's how we govern ourselves. That's how we govern our society, our country. But the Holy Bible is how we govern uh, our, our spirituality, our true self, the, the internal workings of our own families. Um, and if, if you have any question about what you should be doing in your daily life, uh, how we should be raising our children, how you should be, how should we should be interacting with one another, how our country should be governing itself. It, trust me when I tell you it's in one of these two books. In the first place, I would always start is the Holy Bible. And if, and if, I can't find the answers there um, because they're, they, they deal more externally towards uh, society as a whole and how to govern a country uh, that is multicultural. Then I, would, then I can point you to the Constitution of the United States and the, and the Declaration of Independence of how we got towards the Constitution of the United States. So these two books are, are uh, premier in our lives in the Christian American life. So having said that, um, I want to start um, to, to preference, preference where we're at on this journey. So every Wednesday on the Good Morning Christian American podcast, we come to you with another story or two down uh, through the New Testament. And if you've been uh, tuning in for the previous weeks, you, can, you know that we're still making our way down Matthew, uh, which is the, the, the first book in the New Testament. So you didn't miss much if this is your first podcast. And um, Jesus has just been baptized uh, by John. Uh, the the uh, gates of heaven have been opened up and Jesus begins his ministry. He goes out into the, into the wilderness and he's tested by the devil. And he resists the, the devil's temptations by uh, following and, and reiterating the laws uh, brought forward from the Old Testament to, to ward off the devil's temptations. Um, he comes out of the, the, uh, the desert and he begins his following. And he, he calls the, uh, the first apostles, his first followers, he calls them to leave everything that they own and leave their families and to follow him. And then the ones that do are, and the ones that don't, uh, you know, continue to, to lead what he calls dead lives. And, and as he does this now, he's, he's, he's building his following and he's beginning his message and Week after week, we come to you with uh, nuggets of information and uh, w- with this message that Christ carried and, and Christ spoke to. Um, and today, we get to the aforementioned eye for an eye. And last week, we talked about uh, Jesus' teaching on you know uh, on anger and how you shouldn't be angry, and he teaches he, he teaches on divorce and what divorce truly is, because Christ. Uh, and he says he didn't come to abolish the law. He came to fulfill the law. He came to fulfill the law. He does that by explaining the law in plain terms to plain people. 
to non-educated people uh, in in small nuggets and parables, so that 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 we can understand the true uh, the true spirit of the law, rather than just the the text of the law. Because anybody can read the text of the law, but to understand the spirit of the law, Jesus has to explain it to you, and he has to then live it out. He has to give it to you. Uh, in word form and then he has to show you he shows you what it costs what it takes to live a christian life to be called uh, uh, a child of god and he's talking today on an eye for an eye and, he, and chapter uh, matthew chapter 5 verse 38 says you have heard that it was said an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth Again, it's called it's that that's a harking back to the Old Testament, the 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 word of the law. But Jesus says, But I tell you, do not resist an evil person. If anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn to him the other cheek also. And if anyone wants to sue you or take your shirt, hand over your coat as well. If anyone forces you to to go one mile, go two with them. Give to the one who asks you, and do not turn away from the one who wants you to borrow, who wants to borrow from you. Okay, and dependent on the, on your translation of the Bible that you currently have, I mean it. it um, uh, the the. The translations may be slightly different, right? I mean, you, those of you who are familiar with the the tunic, right? Give them your tunic as well. Um, it doesn't say tunic in the in the international version, and I use the international version just because it's it's simpler to read. Uh, we don't we don't uh, support you know one necessary one translation of uh, over another. Uh, we're just trying to make it simple for me to a for me to read and for b for you to understand, and then uh, we can move on to the to the lessons taught. But what Jesus is saying here is that the Old Testament told you an eye for an eye, and a tooth for a tooth that like you do what others what they have done to you, and the Old Testament uh, uh, you know set these laws as a necessity at the time. From the unbelievable persecution, the enslavement that the Jews were going through. And that is the law that, that God had given them. And uh, But Jesus comes to, to fulfill the new law, right? He comes to, to give you the spirit of the law. And he says, do not resist. We're at a point in our lives where, we're, where you, don't, you don't resist, an evil person. If anyone slaps you on the right cheek, then turn to him and give him the other cheek. Turn the other cheek. Give it to him also. Okay, if he wants to sue you and take the shirt off your back, then give him your coat. Show him that, that you love them. Show him that, you, that them being angry at you, them being mean to you, them, being, them uh, uh, persecuting you is not going to deter you in any way. It's not going to deter you in any way. If you think you can hurt me by taking away my stuff, I can diffuse that. I take away that power if I just give you this stuff. I give it to you. Now how can you hurt me?
Now, how can you hurt us? Because this stuff is nothing. The shirt on my back means nothing. The clothes that I'm wearing mean nothing. And that's because it is. It, it, it's true. They mean nothing in comparison with the kingdom of God. And so this is, this is eerily similar. This is a, 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 a preface to the, uh, the crucifixion that's getting ready to come where when Christ is brought before Pilate and Pilate asked him, are you a king? They say that you say you're a king. Is that true? And Pilate's idea of what power is and what being a king is, is strength on this earth and power and armies and land and wealth. And Jesus says, you say that I am. You say that my kingdom is not of this world. My kingdom is not of this world. So it doesn't matter that you're going to strip me of my clothes. It doesn't matter if you're going to crown me with thorns. It doesn't matter if you beat me and crucify me. My reward, my kingdom waits for me. So in, in this scenario, in, in what Christ is saying is here is, is that when evil comes and tests you, and they test us, Every day we're tested. He just said, don't be, he, right prior to this passage, Christ is talking about anger, about how you can't let anger get the best of you, that you should not be angry, and that you should make amends with the people that, uh, that wrong you and that anger you, rather than be angry at them. And that's extremely difficult. And if someone were to slap you, it'd be extremely difficult to turn the other cheek. But Christ isn't saying it's going to be easy. He says that it's going to be very, very tough. And the lesson here is that when you, when, when you succumb to those people's wishes... Right by, but they they want to harm you. They want to embarrass you. Well, they want to take from you. They want to they want to make you miserable. And when you diffuse that situation by instead of allowing them to take you, instead of allowing them to uh, uh, slap you, give them the other cheek. You can slap me here too. Oh, you want you want to steal my shirt? Here, take my shirt. Take my coat. God bless you. That diffuses that situation. That is a stronger. That is a stronger defense than to push back and to get angry and to physically assault others. Jesus continues down in verse forty-three. And he says, you have heard that it was said to love your neighbor and to hate your enemy. But I tell you to love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. That's tough. I say to love your neighbor 
or to love your enemies and to pray for those who persecute you. That you may be children of your Father in heaven. He causes his Son to rise on the evil and the good and sends the rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. Think about that one. God causes the sun to rise on both the righteous and the unrighteous. That's frustrating. That can be frustrating to think about. That you do whatever that you can to follow God's word and follow his example and to live a right life. Uh, in hopes that the sun would shine on you and your family and, your, and, and the people that are that around you and your Christian American brothers and sisters. That's what you hope for. That's what you, that's what you pray for. But the sun shines on evil as well. On evildoers, the sun shines. Think about that. Think about what that means. Think about that what means from God's perspective. Think about that what that means from our perspective. Imagine if imagine if someone who did wrong who does wrong and does not repent is not sorry for the evil that they commit. Imagine if only bad things happened to him. Let's just pretend that, an, that, an, that uh, the devil has got a hold of someone at the age of 15. Let's just say 15, 16. That's, that's when you, know, you start to enter that young adult phase of your life. And you have evil thoughts and you do evil things at 16 or this person does evil thoughts or evil and evil deeds at 16 years old and then at 16 years old nothing good the sun never shines on him the sun never shines on him it only rains on him no blessings Hardship always. Never anything good. For a year. Let's just say for a year. And then that that person becomes 17 years old. And he's even a little bit more hardened because he's just had a hard year and he's never had anything good happen to him. And so that evil manifests itself even more, even greater. It multiplies in him. And he gets rained on again every day, every day for another year. Bad, bad news, bad circumstances. You know, he can't hold the job, can't pass class, doesn't have friends. All of these things for a whole nother year. What happens then? Now he's 18 years old. He's an adult. 
He's got no friends. He's got no life. He's got no future. He's got no prospects. The world, the sun has, hasn't shined on him. God hasn't sent him anything good. What is the likelihood of him repenting now? And imagine the amount of evil he could thrust into the world. He will thrust into the world. His mere existence at this point, every, the people that he interacts with, the, the, uh, at, at any point in, in society, he's a black cloud that's just following around. It's, it's roaming the earth, you know, waiting to do wrong, waiting to, waiting to do damage because he's full of evil. And then another year goes by and he's 19. And then another year he goes by and he's 20. And another year goes by and he's 21 years old. Imagine the damage and the, and, and the, the hatred that that one person with no sunshine, with no blessing, with no goodness coming into his life, being put on in his life. Imagine what that would do to him five and 10 and 15 years down the road. Imagine if God showed his uh, uh, disdain for that evildoer his whole life, another 60 years or so, 70 years or so. And maybe because he's so evil, if, if God chose to, to uh, continue to make his world a, a dark place, because he does evil, because he does not repent, maybe he makes him he he makes him live to he's a hundred, maybe he's hundred and twenty, and each one of those days, out of all of those years, it's just more misery and more agony. If he deserved it, right? If he deserved it by the Old Testament, because he did wrong and he did not repent, so he should he deserves nothing but rain on his day. From now until the day that he dies. And it, throughout this time, he, he deserves misery in his life. That's harsh, first of all. Second of all, imagine the amount of evil that he would spread in that, in that time. Imagine the amount of, 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 of the amount of people that he would interact with in that time. Imagine the people that he would be able to sway in that time. Imagine the, the, the detriment to the overall society that he would become in, on all that time. But, we, but God doesn't operate that way. And maybe that's why God doesn't operate that way. Maybe, maybe that's why Jesus says that he causes the sun to, sh to rise on the evil as well as the good. That's what he says. It's not, it's not me saying it. It's, it's Jesus. Matthew 5, verse 45. said he causes his son to rise on the evil and the good. And sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. That means even though he's unrighteous, even though he is evil, God still brings goodness into his life so that he may know that goodness exists. And that goodness comes from God. And the hope there is that that, that evildoer who doesn't deserve that sunshine? Who doesn't deserve that blessing? Who doesn't deserve that good job? Who doesn't deserve that nice house? Who doesn't deserve you know, that, that wife and that family that he has, that he's gotten? But God has blessed him with it anyway. The hope is that he hits a point in his life where he recognizes his 
fallibility, that he recognizes his unworthiness, that he recognizes his wickedness. And then he looks around to see his blessings that he's received after all of that wickedness. And truly at that point recognize the power of God. The love and the mercy that God has shown him by blessing him even though he didn't deserve it. How's that for... How's that for forethought? I would ask you to look around at the, at the things that you've done to get to the point where we're cheer at and then look around at the blessings that he's given you, the sun that he has shown on you and ask yourself, what did you do to deserve the blessings of Christ? The blessings that you have. Have you been true? Have you repented of your sins? Have you been a, a, a backbiter? Have you been an evildoer? Have you been a blasphemer? Have you been a gossiper? Have you been a, an assassin of people's character? Have you been a, uh, an adulterer? Have you been you know, filled with lust? Have you been uh, rude? Have you been... Uh, uh, have you talked about people behind their backs? Have you been a thief? Have you been a murderer? And just because I say murder doesn't mean you have to take someone's life, but you could take someone's reputation. Have you been covetous? Have you taken... The name of your God in vain? Have you coveted your neighbor's goods or wife? Have you honored your father and mother? Have you recognized God? Have you kept his day holy all the time? And then ask yourself, after all of these sins that you've committed, after all of these thoughts that, sh that you've had, after all of these uh, wicked intentions, ask yourself if you deserve the blessings that you, ha that you currently have. And recognize who gave you those blessings because you didn't do it on your own. Blessings don't come out of nowhere. They come only from one place, and that's God. So what Christ is saying here is that you have to show the wicked what the righteous can do and what the righteous is and what righteousness is. You have heard it said to love your neighbor and hate your enemy, but I tell you to love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, that your that. You may be children of your Father in heaven. He causes the sun to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. If you love those who love you, what reward will you get? What reward will you get for loving someone for simply who loves you too? Everybody does that. Every animal does that. Every person does that. What reward do you get for loving someone who already loves you? He goes on to say, are not even the tax collectors doing that? Even the evil people do that. Even the evil people love the people who, who love them. 
And if you greet only your own people, what are you doing more than others? Do not, do not even pagans do that? Be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect. Love those who hate you. Because the only way to win them over is with love. You hating them back is not going to show the, is not going to win them over. It's only going to kill the inside of you. You have to do right, you have to show right, you have to be right and you have to live right. The only way to fight fire is with water. If you have a fire that's destroying stuff, if you just light another fire next to it, <laughs> more things are going to burn. You fight fire with water. Christ baptized you in the Holy Spirit. He was baptized in the Jordan River. He's baptized you in water. Be that water. Be that water that fights the fire of evil. That's what this passage is. That's what this message is. That's what this journey is. It's how to be, it's how to be a more righteous person and how to, if we truly want to bring people to live right, Yes, some things will be may, will make us angry. We will not approve of everything. And yes, we will feel it. Recognize it when you feel it and try to change it. Change you first. Get the beam out of your own eye. And then tell someone about the stick in their own eye. But do it with love. Do it with compassion. Do it with mercy. Do it with humility. Do it as Christ tells you to do it. To be the better person. To live in the better way. This message is one of the most important messages that I could bring to you in 2019. Because the anti-Christian movement is alive and, and strong in this country right now. And the first reaction of most people is to get up and 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 want to put hands on people want to grab people want to want to make their point known that's not the way we win this we win this with love and compassion we win this with intellect we win this with showing the blessings of a Christ-filled life you show those blessings when you step out into the world and you're nice to people. You show those blessings when you bring your family that's functioning and, and, and it's truly happy and that works well together that you have a relationship with. You show what a being a Christ-filled family and a, 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 a Christian American is when you step out into the world and you live right and blessings rain down upon you. When you set the example for others to follow and they see the pride in yourself and the pride in your family, 
the love and the charity and they and, and and then they're able to examine their own inadequacies they're able to examine their own pain and suffering they're able to examine their own trials and tribulations that they're going through and wonder why are these people so happy why are these people uh having such a great relationship why is this man or this woman uh in love with their spouse why do they have a functioning family how come my family can't get out there and act like this and behave like this and and, and love each other like this and but we're always constantly fighting or constantly bickering we're constantly arguing we're constantly doing all of these things but the this Christian American family over here, they, they, don't, they don't have that problem. Well, first, that's probably what they think of, but you, everyone has problems. But that's the conversation internally that can, that can win people over towards Christ. Where they can say, man, maybe if I go to church, maybe if I pick up, maybe if I pick up the Bible, maybe if I dedicate a little bit more time to my family, maybe if, maybe if I try to reunite my family, maybe if we start going to church again, maybe we start going to, uh, to Bible study again, maybe we start, uh, spending some, some quality time together. Maybe if we carve out, uh, and dedicate, uh, some prayer time as a family within our household that we can build stronger bonds. And maybe, maybe some of that, some of that sun, that sun can shine on me too. That's how we went over. Uh, that's how we went over people towards Christ. That's how we do that. And you know how you know. You know how they in an easy way that they'll know that you could that they're like wow those are Christian Americans out there and and look how good they look how good their family interacts with look how nice they are look how loving they are look how compassionate they are look how charitable they are. You know how they can figure that out without you ever having to even address it. If you go to ChristianAmericanTees.com, pick yourself up Christian American Tea just like this. You can set the example for these people. Wherever you go, whenever you go out, and you can be that light. You can be that light that draws people to you. You can be that that flame that draws the moth to to you. You can be uh, that salt that that spruces up that 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 spices up those around you that can make the world a a better place, a a a more taste. Uh, lively place you can do that we can do that it's what christ calls you to do it's what he's telling you to do love those who hate you and set the example all right guys so hopefully you got something out of this message hopefully you take this bit this is an important piece we ran a little bit longer today than typically we we do but it's important that you understand that that this is how we this is how we win the long game. This is how Christian Americans win over those people that are on the fence, people that are that are that are walking away from our church, that are walking away from Christ, that are walking away from uh, his message. This is how we win them back. We don't win them back with force. We don't win them back with anger. We don't win them back with violence. We don't win them back like that. We win them back with love and compassion and understanding and engagement. But when you engage, you have to be you have to be knowledgeable. You have to be knowledgeable. You have to understand what Christ said. These aren't my words. These aren't our words. These are, these are Christ's words. Understand that and bring it to people. Okay, I hope you guys have a great day. 
continue to live a Christ-filled life, continue to be on fire for Christ, continue to be lit. You should be you should be motivated. You should be on top of the world. You should wake up every day saying and thinking, what can I do for Christ today? What can I do for Christ today? You should make a little sticky note and put it on your mirror or on your bathroom mirror. So when you get up and you brush your teeth, you get a chance to look at that thing, uh, that sticky note. And say, what can I do for Christ today? And then start thinking. That'll help you throughout your day. It'll help us. It'll help our community. It'll help our country. All right, stay on fire for Christ. Stay lit. Go out into the world and do great things. Stay blessed.